You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm glad you came to that conclusion on your own and you didn't have to just wait until we started ghosting you. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, an expeditionary and invasion focused version of the Touchline Media Group because it's Granada Day, y'all. I'm your host, Asa, aka the Twig. That was some geopolitical history for you. I'm here with my co-host and uh, friend. I'm going to say friend, Napoleon Gregg, aka the Stump. Uh, this eh. bro- yeah, this episode is brought to you by. Um, the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your business law needs, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. They listened to us. It was Amex last time. We appreciate you, Blue Wire. Thank you. Um, so like I said, we are here with our uh, soccer panelist and uh, weather expert, uh, the one, the only, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kevin. Um, Kevin, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is a, a, a weirder uh, game review for us because obviously we are recording this uh, Sunday afternoon and not um, Friday night because I think uh, we of the people on this podcast uh, exactly zero of us watched it live. Um, uh, that's I not true. Life. I, I watched probably through like 55 minutes saw enough of frustration that I was like, you know what? Like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, this is stupid. So I actually started playing video games and I had it passively on another screen. I was like, oh, Ferreira scored. Oh, Ferreira scored. And then it became a troll. It became a meme at that point. I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect for Twitter. So that was how I consumed the game. Um, <laughs> I consumed the game uh, on on um, Saturday night while my daughter refused to sleep. So I paid about as much attention to it as Granada did. Um <laughs> You so, paid nada attention. Nice. You see what he did there? Uh, <laughs> That's been like lurking and lingering. There's like a million of those puns. Someone's <laughs> got to do it at some point. 
I mean, you got to get out in front of it. So, um, anyway, so 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 we'll we'll go through this. We're we're going to go through this a little bit quickly, um, except for the sort of the big issues that I want to talk about. Uh, so um, this game happened Friday night. It was on ESPN Plus, which means that even ESPN was like, "It's Friday night at ten Eastern," and no, we're not going to put this live. Um, what's interesting is that oh well, I guess they did that. I mean, like you could make an argument that they were doing that because the finals were on the same time, right? Yeah. So maybe they weren't trying to cannibalize themselves, but on the other hand, like everybody was probably watching the finals anyway. <laughs> uh, I had finals on one screen, soccer on the other. So I was doing similar to what Kevin did, except that uh, instead of Doom or whatever he was doing, I was Doom. watching basketball. It's a nice shout. Um, also, in, in terms of, uh, you know, Doom is good. I actually have you ever seen the movie Doom? Not Doom. Doom. Yeah. No, did, with, didn't uh, they do one with like The Rock? Yeah. yeah, it was, it was yeah. Rock. I saw it in theaters. It's awesome. You guys should totally watch it. And by awesome, I mean like as as awful as you think it is. But yeah, it's, it's like, like, like kind of like cliffhangers awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was fun. It was fun. Um the movie, not uh the game. I guess the game was fun too. I don't know. It was they super keep, frustrating. They keep releasing them too. <laughs> Anyways, games. this is not a Doom podcast. No, uh, this is no, a, it's a Dune podcast. Uh, Dune, yeah. So uh, we can talk about Dune. Do you want to talk about Dune for a second? Hold on, I, I have some thoughts on Dune. No, why would I want to talk about Dune for a second? Like the movie, the eighties movie, the recent movie, or the book? Uh, I can't. I, I cannot give my thoughts on the book series because it uh, goes into a direction that I'm not comfortable uh, discussing in 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 public. Uh, the movie, um, very boring, super boring. I don't, I, I, a friend of the pod and one of the earliest guests on the pod, Nico, um, let me, uh, watch on his HBO max. And I, the, the deal was, is that I watched the entire movie Dune and he would give me the HBO max. Did not watch that, the entire movie. <laughs> that was the, that was the agreement. That was the agreement. And I did not, I did not abide by it. Um, I, I failed. I failed to get through the movie Dune because the first half of that movie is just people talking. It's just like, here's some more exposition. And it's not like fun exposition. It's like, here's the super complicated world that, again, I cannot talk about the wider world of Dune because it, it, it goes in a direction that I'm just not comfortable with. Um, also, uh, you know, Ben has been here the entire time, dear listener. Um, so if, if he hasn't chimed in about his views on both Doom and Dune, it's it's because um, it's because he's just, uh, you know, focused and, and ready to talk about he, Granada. He's been pouring over his Granada notes. <laughs> right. My Granada notes consisting of one tweet sent like yesterday afternoon. Uh, that seemed to piss people off based on what I saw. Well, one of them. Yeah. But I don't know. I just ignore people mostly these days. Probably for the best. Anyways, uh, regardless of what we think about Dune or Doom, um, one of them is a much better movie than the other. One of them is a much better video game. And I don't <laughs> think there's a Doom book, but we'll see. Um, there's got to be like graphic be novels. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost impossible. Novelization <laughs> of Doom. <laughs> uh, it's a first-person shooter, uh, like arcade game. Anyways, uh, so we played against Granada. Um, as you'll remember, dear listener, because you remember our previews from three weeks ago, Granada's not very good. Um, and it turns out that Greg Berhalter was also aware that Granada was not very good. And he put out a, yeah. line, a, a lineup that seemed to um, reflect that. So 
we'll go through the lineup and we're going to, we're going to, like I said, I, I don't feel the need to go through bit by bit because um, as I said in our group chat pregame, uh, this is a summer league game because, uh, and I, I, I don't know if Kevin was the one who said that like, there, we are going to learn nothing from this game. Um, but my I think response, everyone said that my response was good performances. Don't count bad performance count a whole hell of a lot. And yeah. there were a few, I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest uh, blow up on Twitter after the, or actually during the game was about Berhalter's shoes. So I'm not sure if you saw the guy that tweeted, what are those at the USMNT actual account, but that was pretty funny. What were the shoes? I didn't see it. I did not pay. He was wearing like, uh, like sand versions of the um, Back to the Future shoes. Oh, those are nice. What's the problem with those? Wait, those are Air Maxes, aren't they? No, they're like some special thing. I don't know. Like a prop shoe. The point is that like he probably uh, maybe like don't focus on that during the game. But everybody was so bored that I guess that's the only thing we had to focus on. Yeah, I guess. Um, So in goal, uh, we'll we'll go through the lineup. In goal was Matt Turner. I would have liked if it was Ethan Horvath. It wasn't. Matt Turner, I think, was as bored as the rest of us. Did he make it? It was the end of the first half. And I was like, wait, who's the goalie? (laughs) i I honestly didn't know and then like in the 42nd minute or something like a ball deflected out and it was turner i'm like oh it's turner okay it's kind of like a free cap almost it'd be like it'd be almost kind of cheesy if you're like hey horvath like here's your game and he like sits on his hands for 90 minutes like (laughs) and like i'm like 20 grand right (laughs) yeah you get like extra money for appearances i believe you do uh (laughs) although that might change now because there's a new cba but um yeah, I mean, I would have liked if it was Horvath. Hopefully he plays against El Salvador, which... Um, oh, listen, uh, programming note. We will be releasing our midweek episode a day early because the El Salvador game is at 10 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. So you will get that in your uh, feed inbox. I don't know where you get our podcast. Wherever you get our podcast, uh, immediately after that game. Um, so hopefully Horvath gets gets that game. There, there are some rumors about who's going to start at the nine. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so I need to, I need to, can I get something off my chest guys? Can I do this? Can I speak on some things? Our podcast. It's our podcast. It's That's like- the format we, we communicate through. Yes. Talking. <laughs> this is not an interpretive dance video. So yes, use your words. Uh, it can be. It can be. Yeah. Um, so in the group chat, I put a question, I put forth a question and I got answers that were d- discouraging to me, but I said, is this last chest saloon for Aaron Long, who's, who, who started, th- who has started three straight games in this window. Um, and I'm going to put forth that question again. And the reason I'm going to is because this is now a game where somebody who we all coming in before his injury liked to some degree or another. I mean, even Stumpy, the resident Euro snob was like, he's fine. Um, and he is, I, I, maybe it's just me. Um, he's no longer fine. I mean, what, what, where are we at with this? Because I, I, I thought last chance Lou, like, I think this is it. I think that, that Berhalter is looking at him and, and he has to see what the rest of us are seeing. Right. I mean, you would think so. I said this a podcast or two ago, but like on, on straight talent, I think our center back room should be um, Brooks Zimmerman, Chris, Chris Richards, unfortunately, you know, the Brooks thing and Chris Richards, is rarely healthy and honestly doesn't have that many minutes with Burhalter. And we all know that counts for a lot with Burhalter. You know who does have a lot of minutes with Greg Burhalter? Is it Aaron Long? 
it is Aaron Long. Oh. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't see a way where he's not on the roster. I, I'm hopeful. Honestly, like just based on these two games, in my mind, I think CCV has edged ahead of him a little bit. He, because like Aaron Long's selling point, I did like a scouting report on him a long time ago. And basically I called him Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> He was just a defensive monster. He covered a lot of ground. He was athletic. He was great in the air. Um, he got uh, so that doesn't seem to be the case right now, given his health. I marked him down, and like the game I graded, I marked him down three different times for defensive awareness. And if you're supposed to be there for your defensive chops, and you're not giving us anything on the offensive end, like what are you there for? I, I don't know. Just, uh, I'm not, not loving his game at the moment. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's, there's a, uh, a question with him. Like I, I, what I did notice in, in, in this Granada game, like I, I don't want to take too much tactically because there's so much space and there's so much room. He did seem to be edging up in the way, in the way that, um, the left center back often does in this system or, or how you would see uh, the third member of a, of a three back move up when, when there's space in front of them. And Aaron Long did that a couple times and just went nowhere, right? Like, like he like took the space in front of him and seemed incapable of making any sort of interesting or, or incisive well, pass. And, and I, I mean, again, I've only watched the game once, so my opinions should probably be taken with a grain of salt. You're going to watch that again? No, 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 no I'm not. <laughs> It's, but like, like, every, was, everybody gets everybody gets in the in the Ben system in this game a zero because it's an incomplete. Nobody. Yeah, cares. I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> no, there was a moment half <laughs> where he got turned by somebody and beaten, but it was a the guy got called up for a foul and like fine whatever, but it didn't look like that clear a foul to me, which means you just got done by like a guy from Granada, Grenada, Granada. Granada? I don't know. Granada. 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 <laughs> But Kuna uh, Granada, not not ideal. Um, no, not ideal. And like I, I beans to the side. Yeah. Um. So so also like in light of of CCV getting that thirteen million dollar move, which is that the most expensive move for an American uh, defender ever? No, nah, I mean Brooks. Brooks's move was in like the twenties. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, that's a lot of money for Celtic. A lot of money. That's a that's lot like, of money. That's like corner. How old is CCV? Mid twenties. So I mean, that's like yeah. cornerstone. Like, hey, you're probably going to get a second deal out of this, and you may be like a captain kind of money. Yeah, I mean, and and I'm I'm now apparently a huge fan of Celtic because they have three players who's like who I care about, which which is like a problem for me because I now have to pay attention like pretty closely to the Scottish league. Oh, he's only 20, he's only twenty four. He turns twenty five at the very end of this year. Well, he's been like Tim, on the radar since he was sixteen. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ease, for ease of calculations, his birthday is New Year's Eve, so that makes it very easy. Wow. Also, I feel how convenient. I feel like as as people that are going to become uh, large, you know, Scottish league, Scottish Premiership fans, I feel like we should all be aware that it is Celtic. <laughs> No, but it's, it's not the, Boston. It's the Boston Celtics. Is that what you're Boston telling me? Boston Celtics? <laughs> yes, that's, that's you got it. There you go. Right. No, that's that's fine. Um uh, Okay, I'm looking. I pulled up uh Celtics transfer records. God damn it. Ben. <laughs> it's Celtics forever now. You understand that. <laughs> he, he is the ninth highest transfer they have ever paid for anyone. 
That seems bizarre. I, mean, I, I actually don't know. Don't, I think it's weirder that he's only the ninth, just because I, I assume that's not based on inflation. Yeah, I was so going like, to say, is that, an, is that well, they, they also They have him in there for about $8 million. So maybe it's misreported. I don't know. Or maybe I it's mean, some sort of... I'm not. Maybe what what it probably was is it was probably like a uh, eight million dollar transfer fee with five million dollars worth of like likely add-ons, mm-hmm. um, because that's how Tottenham works. Uh, oftentimes, uh, because they like. Well, that was old Tottenham. Money. That was old Tottenham, though. That isn't new cash infused Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham so, State. Like, according to the transfer market, the highest they've ever paid for anybody is Odson uh, Ed- Edward for eleven point three million. Is that pounds? Are you looking uh, in pounds or, or dollars? I think it's dollars. Okay, so if that thirteen million is real, then it's real, real. Um, yeah. So that's bizarre. Um, but but anyways, like back to the CCD discussion. You know, for our purposes, um, I wanted to see Eric Palmer Brown. Apparently, he's hurt. I don't. I don't really. I heard that while I was yeah. half paying attention to the to the um, broadcast. But if if it's if if we're looking for our fourth center back when I think, you know, really we should be looking for our, our, our fourth center back when reality we're looking for our third and fourth. Um, like I think CCV was fine. Like I, I like, and, and, and to be honest, like with the options we've seen back there, fine is good enough as far as I'm concerned. Um, and he, you know, like there's nothing special about Cameron Carter Vickers. Like I, I, I think that that's clear, um, but he's fine. He's good. And like, that's sort of what we need. And also going into the World Cup, he's going to be playing week out, week in, week out for Celtic, and presumably they'll still be involved in. Uh, <laughs> they'll Europe? still be involved in, uh, you know, some sort of European competition. I believe it's pronounced Europa. Europa. Uh, Europa. Europa playing Europa. for Celtic. The Coca-Cola <laughs> FedEx Europa. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I mean, he's, CCV is probably going to be playing more than anybody else, uh, who, who's a reasonable option here. Yeah. Um, you're saying we're looking for our third and fourth center back, center back. I mean, realistically, we're looking for our first center Okay. Fine. Zimmerman, Zimmerman, uh, Richards. but his, well, yeah, but Zimmerman's Zimmerman's league doesn't line up very well with the world cup. Right. Cause MLS is done. Playoffs finished in November, right? So yeah. if, if Nashville, I mean, Nashville's okay right now, but if Nashville doesn't make the playoffs, Zimmerman's going to have what? Six weeks off. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to. That's speak. not that bad though. Right. That's not that bad of a thing. I mean, it's kind of like what we u- would usually do going into a yeah. normal world cup. You'd like him to lose in the second round, really. Ideally <laughs> right. he will lose in the second round. I want him like three weeks off. Yeah. Show up fresh. Yeah. Well, yeah. enough to get it, enough to get his legs back, mm-hmm. and you know anything, any little dings to heal up. Uh, I, I don't want to jinx us, but can you imagine what if Zimmerman goes down? No. Oh my gosh! It's just you, a black hole. No, no. We're, we're, I don't, we're why gonna, would like, you say that? Why would you say that? We're just gonna roll roll out there with 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 <sighs> fullbacks at center back, or or like Tyler Adams and Reggie Cannon are our center backs. Whatever. <laughs> Kevin is the center back. Uh, he, he, he's I mean, you gotta go hands the largest and, one. That's gotta true. go hands and knees to John Brooks at that point. Yeah, so, like, John. Oh, John. John, Bro- John Brooks would salivate at the opportunity to be like, oh, now y'all need me. There Let's have a be, discussion here. It, it's, it's like malpractice if there isn't 
some type of conversation going on in the background to see if you can mend that relationship, given the injuries, given like, like if Ata Martino is sitting down with Chicharito, Greg Berhalter does not have the cachet to be like, oh, I'm picking and choosing players with pedigrees like that of who I, who I do and don't like. If Tata Martino has to swallow his pride, like, well, and when you've got when you've got Zimmerman Richards and Miles Robinson in your back pocket, you can be like, you know what, take a hike, John. But they're you're all down hard. To John, you're down to you're down to one and a half of those guys, right? Even still, I don't know if you should, and I don't know if you should tell John Brooks to take a hike, regardless, just because, yeah, like depth issues should, and injuries. It's, it's easier to do. Yeah, if he- I also think. John Brooks is petty enough of a person to come up with a stupid reason for like for like him to have to rejoice. Like, so I'll I'll only come back if Burholzer wears flip flops for the entire World Cup. <laughs> that I want a public apology. <laughs> I, I I want I want Greg Burholzer to be wearing shorts. He will be coaching in shorts. There's me probably more coaches than you think in shorts. There, that's fair. Point. Yeah, I don't think that's that weird. I think yeah. you have to go with the, what he what he like actually cares about. Either he has to wear stupid shoes. Or he has to wear a toupee. Those would be my oh, two. Those would be, be my so two. So funny. <laughs> like he has to wear Ben's hair. Yeah, I would love that. Visual podcast. Um. So so the 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 Aaron Long discussion. I mean, I I just I I don't know how you can watch the last three games and presumably the next game because that's apparently how this is going, and say to yourself that Aaron Long is somebody who who should be here. And and I I would much rather. You know what, to be honest, and, and look, he was not good in, in a four back, like reality, but like bring in James Sands, whatever. He, he was not as, as bad as long is. Um, like yeah. he, was, he was, he wasn't good, but like, whatever. I mean, we bring have to, we Justin have to say Shea. that like Aaron Long is there. He's trying to give him a opportunity to come back from injury. And it's just clear that I don't think that he still has he what he it. had before. Yeah. And look, yeah. it takes time. Like maybe like, Maybe he will be back to himself in 2023, but that's a 2023 question. Um, no, I not, think he's too old, right? He's like, what? Well, and you got to feel bad for Aaron Long because he looked great yeah. for, for a while. And then there were rumors of European interest and they New York wouldn't let him go for what Europe was offering. So then he's stuck in New York and then he blows out his ACL or Achilles, whatever it was. Yeah. And now he was Achilles. Know. Yeah. Either way. But I mean, he, I don't know. He just had a, a bad run of luck there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's going to be, a, he's going to be a 30 year old. He's going to be a 30 year old coming off of a torn Achilles. I mean, it was two years ago, but still like. He's not Kevin Durant. Uh, you, gave, you gave him a chance. Well, he hasn't disappeared to Turkey for six months yet. So. Fair um, point. Uh, oh, jump, but yeah, jump like ahead. you gave him the chance, you gave him the chance to come back. It doesn't look like he can be able to do it. Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate and. You know, he. I think he did earn that. Like Ben was saying, he had good moments with the U.S. So I think he earned the benefit of the doubt. But we're getting to the point where uh, there's doubt. You can't. There's doubt. Well, you were not only that, but like we're getting to the point where like you can't accept doubt. Like yeah. I don't. <laughs> when we go to the World Cup, I don't want to be wondering like, can these guys cut it? I want to be wondering like, how far? Like how high can these guys cut it? Right. It's, like it's, it becomes a different question. We're getting to the point where like the Aaron Long question has been answered. We need to find a new question to ask ourselves. And I think, I think it's pretty simple, right? Like if, if you're going to use the guys who have been in a Burhalter camp recently, right? So it's, it's very simple as far as I'm concerned. It's Zimmerman, Richards, CCV, Brooks. And, and that's what you do. And if it's not Brooks, then it's Palmer Brown. And that's fine because Palmer Brown, before he got hurt in the, what, what did we have with him? Like 
45-ish minutes, 90-ish minutes, whatever. Um, like he looked fine and, and he's here and he's fast and he plays in a serious league. Um, so, so I'm, I'm good with Palmer Brown and CCV beyond, uh, Zimmerman and Richards. If it's not Palmer Brown, Brooks, if it's not Brooks, Sands, I just, I think that the long question has been answered. Um, it's not going to be Justin Che as much as people want to like fetishize 17 year olds. That has a different meaning. What, I was hoping for. Um, what about the short question? What's, what's the short question? I don't know. You said the long question's been answered. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Justin Shea should be in U20 qualifying right now. Yes. Yes, he That's should. That's where he should be. Yes, he should. We'll, we'll, this we'll... is... Go ahead. The, well, the, the, the weird, like... We've talked about this on a previous podcast with a lot of the dual Nats where it's like they're they're a full cycle ahead of where they're supposed to be, like, choosing their countries because the USA and Mexico are both, like, <laughs> scrambling to fill spots like, you know, on the very back half of a roster. And it's weird that we're about to go to a world cup and we're going to play against like men. Like this is, this isn't like a, 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 you know, what's the future hold? Like, Ooh, look at all of our young players. Like we're young enough as is, we're about to go play teams of men who have been like working on this their entire lives. You you don't want Justin Che attempting to run with Gareth Bale. No, well, and and he shouldn't. No, and he shouldn't ask him to do, do that. The, the only th- <laughs> so he's thirty four. He's old. The, yeah, he. Yeah, well, we'll find out when when he's. he's it's it's so us. funny. He's he's going he's going to put up twenty goals in the first half of the season for Cardiff, and it's going to be very funny. Because <laughs> like he's still like you saw with Tottenham last year, like when he like played those like last like five games when he decided to get in in uh, in shape and put in four goals in five games. And it was like, oh, right, that's Gareth Bale. And then he decided not to show up in shape to Madrid um, because he didn't care. <laughs> he's in golf uh, he only cares long enough to be rostered. As soon as he has, he's like guaranteed a job, he's like, cool, I'm going back to the golf course. See you guys. Yeah, I mean, look. Our, our, you our, you know, the, now? there's going to be workout no, videos of him that are going to get released ahead of this World Cup. It's going to make him look like he is like, you know, 2015 Gareth Bale, just like ready to absolutely slay. Do you remember that that Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight from like a year ago? Yes. No. And the, Why they would I remember these... that? <laughs> so you no know one. Okay. So that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fought in like a exhibition match, and ahead of the fight, Mike Tyson was releasing these videos that made it look like he was like in Punch Out, like 1989. Like he looked ferocious, and then you get to the event and you end up watching it and you're like, eh, it's like a 50 year old guy out there, like boxing. Like, could he like knock my head off? Like, absolutely. Like, there's no chance I could beat him. But like very quickly you realize like, Oh, there, there is a reason why, you know, father time's undefeated. So I have a feeling that's going to be a Gareth Bale situation. He's going to look like an absolute monster and then he's going to show up. He's going to be Gareth Bale. Um, possibly. Possibly. But uh, the point is, is that Justin Che is not the answer, but it, it's there are answers that are not Aaron Long. Um, so I, I, I think as far as I'm concerned, Aaron, Aaron Long's um, he's he's not it's not it's not going to happen for him um, in terms of the other parts of the back line, because we just spent 20 minutes talking about Aaron Long. Um, Cameron Carter Vickers looked fine. Uh, Reggie Cannon looked fine, I guess. Um, George Be- uh, Jedi was in and seemed not at all interested. And then George Bellow came in and didn't look good. Uh, I, oh. 
you mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier how you can kind of, you can't prove that you're good, but you can kind of prove that you're bad. Yeah. And I qualified agree with that because there's like West McKinney not looking good because he just doesn't care. Like he's just out there doing it, yeah. whatever. Like, so that's kind of how I felt about Jedi. Cannon, on the other hand, like ballsed up the, the through ball from Acosta and then just otherwise didn't do anything. So like, I don't know, as much as I love Reggie. He's mm. not a fullback anymore. I, I just yeah. think that like, we need to come to grips with the fact that he is no longer a fullback. It's like a right-sided defender. Yeah. yeah. And like how, whatever position you want to put, if you want to call him a right back, who never gets forward because we're doing that three back platform fine he's just not good going forward at this point which is fine like i mean people run with three man backs or five backs so it's useful but i'm so bummed about him i was so excited about him like two years ago i was like he's gonna move yeah he was like he might not beat out dust but he's gonna be a good right back somewhere in europe meanwhile bovista (laughs) uh yeah I mean, he's had a tough run, and then it was like a few months later was when Brian Reynolds got that big transfer fee yeah. to Roma, and people were yeah. like, "Oh, like he's the one." And oh, remember they're him? Both, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's um, a callback. He's still probably only like twenty years old. Like he's right? nineteen. Career Brian goal. Reynolds, Brian Reynolds <laughs> is nineteen and just played like nine hundred minutes in the uh, Belgian first division. Right. A bad team, but like it's, it's we're writing things, him off. Yeah, so no, no. Stupid. It's one of those things where it's like four years ago, all we would be talking about is Brian Reynolds, and it's like mm-hmm. sort of like paucity riches. Um, but <clears> he, he is, is uh, currently twenty. Will be twenty one oh. next week. Oh, everything wow. else is everything else is the same. The junior two, two. Also, Reynolds, also, yeah. Also, <laughs> the only, uh, probably the only country in the world where Brian Reynolds, he is not the first one that comes up. Uh, there is a Pittsburgh Pirates outfielder named oh. Brian Reynolds. What's he hitting? Not. <laughs> not <laughs> no. Oh. Speaking of, you know what was a real pain? In I the said way? Pirates. That was redundant. <laughs> Right. <laughs> when I was trying to do research on Tyler Boyd three years ago, I'm like, Bengals wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want the New Zealand slash American winger. It was uh, good for a minute and a half. Yeah, not great. But do you know what is great? The sponsor. So I I think that um we 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 didn't talk about Bello too much. I was not impressed. I think that he needed to do something here because Scally seems to be getting the the looks. Um, but I see no difference between Scally and Bello, to be honest. I, I think that like like if 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 you want to just like sort of like pick one, like Scally's heads, Bello's tails, whatever. I'm a little right. concerned because the Scally further we're the- going. Sorry, I'm a little concerned because the further I feel like we go into some of these, um, like qual- not qualifying, but like warm up matches and everything, we're not really answering questions. We're just muddling more questions. The nine question has been muddled for months. Two years. Now we're just, yeah, now we're just muddling up defender questions. Like- well, there's really only one defender question. Like our, our starting right back is. Is death. currently injured, right? Yeah. So we're muddling like, oh, who- backups. I think that Scally, if he can just look serviceable, gets just because of coverage. Like, especially if it's if it's twenty three versus twenty six, you can still it's not as valuable. But if you can like, if he's just like your backup backup for both your fullbacks, like that's awesome. 
I'd rather have him as a backup fullback than like Kellen Acosta as a backup fullback. Yeah, I mean, if if we're if we're going twenty six and we can bring five fullbacks and or or if if we're going twenty three rather and we can bring we can only bring four fullbacks. Um, I want to bring Cannon and Scally because Scally can play both sides and Cannon can play as a right center back. And both of those things are interesting and good for like coverage reasons. Bello can only play on the left and he's, as far as I'm concerned, no better than Scally. So, yeah. And, and look, maybe Scally's better because Scally was playing against Uruguay and Morocco. Granted, um, he didn't look good, but not many people would. So, whatever. Um, yeah. right, let, let's go to the midfield here. Um, Kellen Acosta is our backup six. Does anybody have any further thoughts on Kellen Acosta? Actually, the most interesting thing I thought from the game about Kellen Acosta was that Taylor Twelman mentioned he's letting his contract run out with LAFC. And he's really? Gone. Yeah. So he's really? going to, he's going to, he's trying to get to Europe. So respect, man. Good luck. Three years late, but good on you, Kellen. Yeah. He's what, 26 now? somehow he's only 27 or 26. Yeah, he's another um, one that's been around forever. He had like a couple of nice balls though in this game. Like talent in the huge windows, but yeah, like talent supposed to do that to Central Michigan. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that is that is such an insult to Central Michigan. Central Michigan uh, produced like Dan Lefevre. This was this was James Madison. This was, was that the Dan Lefevre Michigan State loss? That was uh, that was brutal. that was a, that was a tough one. They, uh, it, they that Dan wasn't Lefevre. Dan Lefevre. Hold on, that was not the Dan Lefevre oh, loss. Or was, was that the Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown loss? Yeah, you're right. Like it, at the time, it was really. You're just trying to make it sound better. It was wow, better. He's 26. He's turning 27. Yeah, he'll be 27. Five. Yeah, next month. Wow. wow. No, but like seriously, that that Michigan State loss to Central Michigan is not as bad as you remember because Antonio freaking Brown was on the field. Like the best player on the field by far was on Central Michigan. Yeah, yeah. let's shout out to Michigan State University for getting Antonio Brown drafted as high as he did. I wonder why Antonio Brown went to Central instead of a bigger school. (laughs) (laughs) Who's to say why certain big schools would have stayed away from Antonio Brown? Who's to say? Um, And that was when he was sane. (laughs) Yeah. um, Really? Well, before Vontae's perfect turned him from a normal bad guy to a, like, bad. Pudding-brained bad bad guy? guy. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Um. So I, I, I thought, like you said, West didn't seem to give much of a shit. Um, which I mean, West doesn't like a, usually, yeah, West doesn't give a shit for do, anybody under, like above FIFA ranking 60. Fair. Yeah. 69. He looked like a guy who showed up who was Yeah, like, you're right. It's 69. I'm sorry. It, right. it was like Sunday run for Weston. He like looked like, all right, like he's like, I got to get a sweat in. Like, you know, preseason. He's already thinking about preseason with Juventus. It's just like, all right, I need 45 in my legs. Like, where are we going after the game? And like, I don't blame yeah, him. Ranch Six tonight. Street. Six Street. Like, if not for his what? foot injury, yeah. like, he is the pinnacle of usmnt european performance in the last like 12 to 18 months like he he was like almost a lot like he started basically every important game for juventus for almost like a calendar year and then got hurt so i don't know if you can like clarify for 18 to 12 to 18 months like he was he what top three u.s players in uh er, uh, not in england in europe of all time like in terms of importance to his team for sure. His, if not for his foot injury, his, his Juventus season might've been like the best American season ever, other than like restart Pulisic in that little window. And, and then Juventus uh, brings in Paul Pope. Uh, to make- <laughs> great. You know, 
You know who would have been awesome in that game last night was uh, two nights ago? Sertinho Dest. Would have been awesome. Imagine, he would just can you imagine how little he would have cared and how many tricks he would have done. <laughs> that would have just been a dribbling <laughs> contemplation. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the I mean the best the best American in Europe performance is still probably gonna be Tim Howard just for what he meant to that team. God yeah, damn. Um the touch dogs are excited, but so so Dest would have been fun because like uh, have you ever seen like a when like occasionally you have like a, a top flight rookie? who has to go to summer league because they've got hurt. Like Ben Simmons had to go to sim- summer league um, like two years later than he should have. And he was still there. And he was just like humiliating folks. And that's what Serginho would have done two nights ago. Um, he would have just well, didn't been like, they, the Lakers sent Swaggy Pete to summer league sure at one did. point. Right. And they, sure they, he, he treated it like his and one tour. And he, he, he like dropped 50 a game or something. It was, it's yeah, ridiculous. because Nick Young took that as exactly as serious as you expect Nick Young to take summer league. Yeah. Um, also, I, I do want to say this. I, I, I do want to, to speak a little bit about Luca Bellatore, like seriously for a second. Um, he might just like, like, I, I really like him as a backup. Is he just like a slightly less good Eunice Musa? Like they do so much of the same thing, but Moose is just like a little bit tighter, a little bit better, a little bit more and under like control. Six inches taller and, and thirty pounds heavier. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I feel personally attacked here. Sorry, dude. It matters sometimes. So six inches matters sometimes, but not always. <laughs> it doesn't always matter. Like you use it. Um. <laughs> so who could tell the story? Uh, Lacking six inches. Go ahead. I think that he sometimes gets a little bit more credit than he should for his like final third ball. Yeah. Like he, he looks awesome, like picking it up and doing basically what Eunice Musa does, but he did, he's not done like throwing on the, like, uh, was it Uruguay or the Morocco game where Musa was doing those? Like he was like driving, driving, driving. People were dropping at runners and he would like pause and maybe he would move almost like laterally through the field to find like a, a, a ball to like slip through. And he had a, like maybe two of them. I can't remember if it was Uruguay, Morocco, but he was balling. Like I haven't well, seen Musa like, or, uh, was, it, was it Morocco? I haven't yeah. seen De La Torre throw on the brakes and put, throw a similar pass. A lot of it is. He gets to the byline and cross. Yes. Or it's like, it's wide or he recycles it. Like, yes, it's fun to have. Two years ago, four, three years ago, we didn't have a single ball progressing player on this team. And now we have like a bunch. So that's like cool. Um, well, one thing I do want to say for De La Torre as well. Actually, I was kind of like, so I was kind of watching the pregame to Granada. And like, I was starting to get a little bit pumped up just because like um, Taylor Twelman and uh, Ben Olsen were talking about how like the lead up to the World Cup, like these guys are like, gonna kill themselves to make that world cup team so like there's gonna you know even if it's not an important game or you know the granada sucks they're still gonna be out there killing themselves to make sure they're on the team and then the game starts and you're like no they're not doing that um but de la torre seemed like he was he was on like a different intensity level than most of the rest of the guys and like i don't know i think that's to his credit like he was He's like, you know what? These guys suck, but he's like, I'm going to go out there and show them they suck. I'm going to dribble 60 yards and I probably should pass, but I'm going to try to score a Maradona goal or I don't know whatever was going through his head at that point. It's like, so, I don't know. He was just on a different, different intensity level than pretty much everybody else. Yeah. It was, it was someone who's, who, who, who looked at, at Brendan Aronson as an eight and said to himself, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> 
I might, I might need to, I might need to step up here because I am now the fourth thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like play. I used to, I haven't since COVID hit, but I used to play like men's league and there's always one guy who like, dude, it's not the world cup. Relax. Like chill. <laughs> like, and De La Torre was doing that to Granada. Yeah. Um, did uh, Christian rolled on? No, he played as a winger. Did, did we have a, a, an eight sub? I don't, I don't uh, think so. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. Okay, uh, Christian. So I'm going to talk about the next three folks uh, in, in in at once because they need to be. Um, Paul Ariola, Jordan Morris, Christian Roldan. Um, Paul Ariola played fine. He was okay uh, considering the 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 opponent. He, whatever. Jordan Morris is not that guy anymore. And if you can't dust Granada, you cannot be here. If your thing is speed. And again, yeah. I loved Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris before the injury, I, I liked more than anybody else. I, I loved the like the entire concept of speed kills. And that was his whole thing. He was so fast. And like when we were talking about him versus versus you know other teams that were like okay, like either in qualifying or Morocco or Uruguay, whatever. Like it was like, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't have that step, blah, blah, blah. He he wasn't winning balls against Granada. And if, if you can't do that against Granada, you can't do it. Um, as for Christian Roldan, I, I don't want to draw the ire of Sounders Twitter because they have been on one recently, but dude is playing out of position for America and he doesn't play winger well. Like it is what it is. I, I don't, I don't have anything else to tell you. <laughs> um, and like, this is this, we're focusing on the U S men's national team for Sounders. He's really, really good because he plays in position but he's getting his brother to talk shit about Burhalter. He's getting his dad to talk shit about Burhalter. And at a certain point, you're not worth it. <laughs> and like, I, I, you know, Weston McKinney can talk about how he's the greatest teammate in the history of teammates. If you're getting your family to talk shit about the program, you, it, you're not being a good teammate. So like, I, I don't know what Christian adds here. Um, so, so like the three of them, like I thought Morris looked poor. I looked, I thought Roldan looked poor. And I thought Ariola looked like Paul Ariola, which is at this point, who he is right he's he's gonna put in a shift score a goal against crappy teams good job right if it's 26 he's probably going if it's 23 he's not unless one of the main four wingers gets hurt um Jordan Mortis Morris yeah exactly what you said I just feel terrible for the dude he finally made a move to Swansea was starting to get minutes and then you know there it goes so sorry man but you know it's just bad timing for you Mm -hmm. and yeah and Christian Roldan, I, I'm done talking about. I have no thoughts. Yep, fair. Morris did walk into like a really, really tough era of wingers. Like a cycle ago, Jordan Morris in his current form would be like game in, game out starter, opposite of Pulisic. Yeah. Uh, opposite of like, you know, child Pulisic, but still. Um, mm-hmm. And now he just has the unfortunate reality that we've stumbled into four pretty nice attacking pieces that play wide. And, and even, even if you, you move someone centrally, like even if Aronson is a, a, a functional eight, your, your fourth winger is then Ariel, right? Like it's, it, he's, he's just not there. Um, and I, I'm just not, I'm not thinking that it's going to be, it's going to work out for Morris, which is like you said, it's a shame. Like when he went over to Swansea, I was like, he was playing and he was playing okay. And then he blows out his knee again. And it's just, you know, it's, look, it's, it's really, really hard to come back from an ACL once. Um, it's, emo- and, and it's not just like the physical, right? Like it's, it's mentally 
so difficult to go through it again. And I yeah. just, you know, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. Uh, I don't think it certainly doesn't seem to be happening by December. Um, can we, can we talk about four goals against Granada? Do we have to like, like, yeah, we have to, that's like the most hilarious thing. <laughs> the only Dude, thing I have, Oh, go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, Ferrer has to be like a, a man of the, of the clock. Like he has to have a burner account because he knows that the, the, the most like juicy thing he could have done for U.S. soccer Twitter is to go out and drop a four spot on Granada. And more importantly, he did it after like doing a Ferreira performance in the first half. Like he, he missed a whole bunch of chances. Like it was very underwhelming. People at halftime were like, oh, he needs to finish these. And then just like, you know, freaking off the top rope. I loved the the one out the corner. Was that his third goal? Yeah, that was I, pretty. He said and that like, was his favorite as well. Yeah, that would never happen against the serious team because you don't get 15 yards of space at the top of the box. But it was awesome. I really Did enjoyed you see it. The goalie dive for that. Like, what's the opposite of exploding to the ball? <laughs> <laughs> Meandering, limping towards the I don't know. Going on. I don't think walkabout. We've talked so much about so many other things other than Aaron Long. Like none of this has mattered. This is the best. And it's not about Ferreira, the player, and who our nine is. It's about the Twitter oh, yeah. anger. It's about it's about I love narratives. People it's are now about- quoting his like he has like four goals and nine assists in like six hundred minutes for like the men's national team. And like if you break those down, it's like this and like some other like total screwball game that he did and like Oh, it's yeah, so Eddie good. Johnson scored five goals on his second cap or something too. Like, really, that's perfect. It's, he did. Awesome. He did exactly what we needed, and well, I thank and him again. I don't think the goals matter other than that if it does something for his confidence. Because like Josie Altador was a different player when he was, you know, scoring thirty goals against crappy, you know, Dutch defenders in uh, you know the Eredivisie. So if it does something for his confidence, and he's like, because actually when but he scored that first. Is- his confidence is great. He's scoring every every game for Dallas. Well, that's different though. Like yeah. it's it's like two different teams. But you could actually see when he scored that first goal, like it was like the oh wait there I got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know if it does something for his confidence. Wonderful. But beyond that, yeah. he's gonna have like a four goal like September friendly window, and we are gonna be sky high. Like oh baby, the, what the I king mean? of XG. The pendulum is swinging the other way, boys. He's gonna be, he's gonna be outperforming XG at the World Cup. He's gonna win the Golden Boot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've we've dealt with we've dealt with regression for the last like six to six to twelve months in order to outperform regression at the World Cup. That's exactly what that's how regression knows, right? works. Yes. He knows average. He knows what averages are, not medians, means. We're talking about means here, boys. My fondest hope for Ferreira is that he has some sort of like, because he's got, he's got an amazing touch on him. Um, my hope is he pulls out some sort of like crazy touch against England, scores like a worldie, and then like some English team overpays by like 30 million for him. Just Newcastle. go get paid, man. But, so like, yeah, that, that would be it. But he's going to finish this season with like, 20 and 10 or something like that in MLS that's you know big production for in, in your domestic league and then he's gonna go have he's gonna I mean I'm not, he's not gonna have a Hamas Rodriguez World Cup but he's gonna go do something silly against England and yeah he's gonna he's he's, he's gonna Josie a team in England and it's gonna be hilarious no, and no, yes no. it it's, is it's a Josie called, no it's called a Pepe at this point no oh, he's gonna get Pepe. no Pepe, Pepe, Pepe didn't get young. his team relegated twice the World People Cup forget overreaction. that. 
The World Cup overreactions are the best. Do you remember? This is a long time ago. In 2002, South Korea knocked out Italy. And the guy who scored was on an Italian team. And they cut him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the World I love that. Uh, uh, like, like Pulisic is going to either, like depending on the outcome of that game, get shipped out or get a massive extension. Do you like? Do you remember when uh, the Portugal played uh, England in the World Cup and like Ronaldo got a red card on Rooney and like winked at him or something yep. and like every oh I love that stuff. Just it's delightful. It's well, I was gonna say I think the best case scenario here is actually that he out like Ferreira pots. Let's say let's say he has a brace against England and then he goes back to his usual XG god status for every other game and just doesn't score. But the English teams are only watching the English matches and they're like he's the greatest. He's the greatest center forward of all time. And then he ends up at, I know we're saying Newcastle because money doesn't mean anything, but it's like way funnier if it's like Palace City. Oh, Crystal Crystal Palace would be really, really funny. Uh, or, Crystal or Palace, like, sorry. Or, or like Brighton. Um, like where you're just like, this team has been a mid-table uh, Premier League team. Brighton's got somebody up top though, right? Crystal Palace uh, is Crystal Palace is strong in the midfield, not so strong up top. Don't they have Zaha? Oh, he's a yeah. he's midfielder. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, midfielder. Uh, so, so anyways, I, I think that that's sort of like what happened against Granada. We're not going to preview uh, the El Salvador game because um, it's, we've already done it three times. Um, it's, it's, they're good. You need to go show up and send Salvador. It's really, really difficult to place to play. We're going to get a draw. It's got to be frustrating. We've, we've seen this show a thousand times before. All right. Hang on. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm interrupting again. I had yeah. to look it up. Sure. It's, so uh, it was Perugia in Italy cut Ang Jung Juan after after knocking Italy out of the 2002 World Cup. Respect. The gentleman will never set foot in Perugia again. He was a phenomenon only when he played against Italy. Perugia. Love wow. Love it. Love it. Give that is that some hate. petty. That is some petty show on the way out the door. Uh, I, I, 17th minute to knock out Italy. Gone. I'm trying to figure out like who who we could. I mean, it's really just like Pulisic scoring a hat trick against England, and just I. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine the the, the celebration that Christian Pulisic would be doing against like like the terrible TikTok dance that he will do oh if God. he scores multiple goals against England? Someone's gonna break out the Alex Morgan tea time. Oh please. Yeah. Please, if 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 America gets up like two nil and someone doesn't do the T, then I I, I just like I, I feel like the entire combined CBA is wasted. You no, know we're losing three to zero, by the way, right? Yeah, no, no, no totally. Like, <laughs> you know, we're gonna be at, we're gonna be at one point going into Iran, like absolutely right. like crapping the bed. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm There's pretty just... sure pretty sure we're gonna get smoked by England because we're talking yeah. about a lot of shit. <laughs> yes, I I, I want to see instead of doing the Alex Morgan instead of doing the Alex Morgan T, there should be like a box clearly labeled T behind the uh, goal. And then whoever scores just takes it and chucks it into the stands. I believe like that, like, like Joe Horn levels yes. of, of, of preparation. Um, speaking of England though, because we've, we've, we've sort of talked about our guys a little bit. Um, is this going to be natural or is this going to be very forced? I don't know. England sucks. They, they, they haven't, they haven't won a game in like six months. Um, that's really funny yeah so like like other so so we we obviously are focused on on america here but because the last game was not all that interesting we can use the last 10 minutes of this episode to talk about what else happened uh so for example um israel first in their group uh in the nation's league so congratulations to that team they might get promoted and have to play like 
real teams in Europe, which again is not very fun. Um, they get Eurovision, the singing competition, which is which is good, but they have to play in UEFA, which is not so good. Um, is that how you qualify for Eurovision? It's the funniest thing is that it's like, like at some point, somebody made a cultural trade and was like, you can be in Eurovision, but you have to be in UEFA too. And Israel was like, okay. And then they never made the World Cup <laughs> because they never will. Um, but they, you know, they might be in the relegation group next year. So good for them. Um they, uh, they beat Albania 2-1. to one. Congratulations to them. Oh, um, hey, I have one more random thing to bring up. I looked up earlier. and never got to work it in. Okay. Um, all right. So do you remember when uh, Qatar, or Qatar, I'm saying Qatar. I don't care what's right. You know when Qatar won uh, the bid for the World Cup and they claimed they were going to have like air-conditioned stadiums and like um, fake clouds that were going to, you know, shield like whatever. I decided yeah. to look up what the average temperature was in like just November just because. The average of November is 85. Okay, so livable. Yeah. Uh, it's lo- the lowest 70. So okay, November. It's, heat. it's doable. Maybe it's doable. Guess what the average high in July is when they were you know pitching us on this. What is the average high in Qatar in July? 117 or something. Like 110. That. 108. Boom. 108. <laughs> this is what they were saying was going to be okay. Give me a break. I'm mad again. I'm, like, I I mean, here. like the thing is, is that like. The, the analogy would be is that if we were when we did our, our our bids we'd be like oh we're going to play all of these in sec stadiums we will be playing at noon uh in the swamp best of luck and you're like I, this isn't a good idea for anybody well the u.s soccer federation would think it'd give some the, someone an edge and schedule all their games like that because we play in january and february you know on the in canadian Minnesota. border and yeah but the edge Austin. would the edge would be like in South America with all the guys that are used to pay, playing in upper 90s and humidity. Man, ain't none of those guys used to that anymore. No, all, yeah, yeah. They, they, all, they, they all play, play in, in England. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like uh, Mexico's had like the same like concerns with why Azteca isn't the fortress it once yeah. was. Because like, you know why players. I left Brazil? Yeah. Because I didn't want to play in 99. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I also didn't want to get shot because I scored right. a goal. So right. Um, so, so, uh, England and Wales both drew games. Um, England, I, I, I have to bring something up because I think it's very funny. Harry Maguire posted on his Instagram story that he was the most progressive player in the Italy England game, which he was like by like certain statistics. He posted this on his Instagram after a draw in which they didn't score. This dude is a captain of Manchester United and England. This is why I think we can maybe beat England. Not because we're as good, we aren't. Not because we're as talented, we aren't. Not because we have a better coach, it's close. Um, <laughs> it's because they are such a shit show of incompetence and stupidity that we have a shot. I think like, I, I really yeah. thought you were saying, like, oh, he's the most progressive one in that game. Like, all the rest of these guys are fascists. It's like, well, that's not really relevant right I now, mean- Harry. <laughs> No, but you know, whatever. Well, but like, the other thing, the other thing is, Gareth Southgate is on his second cycle now, right? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't tend to go well. Like, right. there's it's not sort of implosion along the line. Please happen for us. The, this is the English media. For for better or for worse, as much as we wish that like U.S. soccer in the United States got like absolute top billing because we're all a bunch of nerds. It's actually kind of great for our players because <laughs> they they get to just like exist in their like competitive zen versus like 
the hate that English players get from their fans and from the media when they don't like beat Brazil three, nothing every time they see them. Like it's, I don't know. It kind of, it kind of wrecks their heads. Well, yeah, that's the whole toxic USMNP Twitter just makes me roll my eyes. Like, have you been on like Michigan Twitter or have you been on college football Twitter? Right. like go give go to great. yeah go to go uh, what I would suggest to anybody, yeah what I would suggest to anybody who like considers it's actual attention yeah consider like you think that American soccer Twitter if you think dear listener that American soccer Twitter is quote toxic is a bad place to be I would point you to literally any college football team that matters after a loss go to their message board and also Florida State Florida State <laughs> go to Bama after a win. Go to a Bama yeah, message board after that's a actually win. probably the best example, right? Like, 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 but, but, like, not like a convincing win. Like, like, let's say they won thirty-three to twenty-one over Texas A&M. Okay, like that type of win where it was never really close, but like they didn't dominate. Go to a message board and tell me that the U.S. men's national team Twitter is toxic. That we that we our standards are too high. Um, because it's it's not even the same thing. So like, English, and I would say this. English media is tough. They are difficult. They are critical. They are not college football media. Like I, I, I see the difference because like their racism is like couched in English classist crap. Whereas our, our racism is just straight up. So, you know, like it's a little different. It's a little, it's a little bit worse here uh, or, or more intense or whatever, but um, England, England is in bad form right now. And I know we're, we're six months away from the, the world cup. And I know that they just made a, a, a European competition final. Um, they lost because that's what they do in finals. But they're 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 a talented team. They're they're top to bottom better than we are. I I don't think that we have a player who would start for them. Um, McKenney maybe um, because I think I think Ward Prowse, Phillips, Declan Rice are all varying degrees of meh. Eh. Um, I think but, I think McKinney starts. I think McKenney maybe probably. I think I think. Um, Beyond that, I, I I don't think that it's particularly close. I mean, you could talk me into to to maybe maybe Polisic, but like I'm not sure over who. Like he's not starting over Sterling, and he's not starting over Foden. So yeah, he's not. No, he's not starting. The only other place I think that we have a chance is uh, keeper. I mean, like if Matt Turner plays, like Aaron yeah, Ramsdale, Turner... Jordan Pickford suck. So yeah, although Pickford but... the national team. You know, Thick, Jordan Thickford. Uh, well, that would also uh, the Matt Turner versus Aaron Ramsdale. I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find that. We're going to find that one out pretty soon. Uh, we will get an answer to that one. Um, so uh, obviously, uh, dear listener, we will be back in a couple of days to talk about the El Salvador game. I, I'm telling you right now that it's going to be a one one draw and you're going to be frustrated because that's what we do on the road in CONCACAF. Um, it is what it is. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but, uh, apparently Haji Wright, who, who we haven't talked about, um, is slated to start. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch him because he, he does play a lot differently than, than Ferreira. Um, and the way that, that team, that, that our guys play around him, I think is, um, is, is something that Burhalter doesn't want, but, but can be very effective. So, uh, especially the way that, that Wright was, was linking up with Pulisic and Aronson, um, I want to say in the Morocco game. Um, you know, if we, if we can replicate that, then I think then, then maybe we're doing something with, with Haji, right. If, if it doesn't work, um, against a, a locked in El Salvador, you know, 
ask again later because all we do in, in, in these windows is just like muddle questions about backups. And like we said, Jesus Ferreira is the starter um, until, until further notice. Proven otherwise. Yeah. But I think that that's part of the reason that like giving Haji a start is because I think the conventional wisdom would say that Haji probably has the best chemistry with the existing guys that we know are going to start. Um, so we kind of have to see, it's kind of like the Aaron Long thing on a shorter time frame. Like you kind of have to see if he can still handle it. If he can, that's great. He might, he might be getting more minutes at the world cup than we really expected him, him to. Apparently him and Luca are besties. Maybe they should sub in together. Yeah. And, and, and like Polisic and, and Haji and McKenney and Adams are like, they've been close for like besties yeah, like for like six years. Um, yeah. And like, there's a lot to be said for playing with people you like. Um, like the, I, I, but it's I not really... just people you like. It's not just people that you like. That's like the difference. Cause like, I'm sure there are other guys on the team that they all like. It's that they came up together. They learned the system together. They played together for a while. Like that, I feel is like more important. Like you can like Jesus Ferreira, but if you played for four years with Haji, right? Like there's a connection there that you just don't, it's not, it's not anybody's fault. It's not Ferreira's fault. It's not anybody else's fault. It's just like, uh, you know, comfort breeds better yeah. results. Yeah. And, and, and I think like, like, like uh, a lot of the guys coming up through this, like at the same time in Germany probably contributes to it as well. You know, Polisic, McKenney and, and Haji were all, were all in, in Germany at the same time. Wait, I think, yeah, yeah. Polisic was there in 2018. Um, and I think McKenney was at Schalke when Haji was. Um, so, so anyways, we're, we're very excited about that. Um, a programming note before we, before we sign off here, we will be doing um, soccer every Sunday from here on in, dear listener. Um, we are not going to do game by game reviews of the U20s or of the uh, women's national team. We will be assessing each of those on Sundays. So um, we are going to get a full game review of St. Kitts because that's the only game that happens by next Sunday. Um, but beyond that, we are going to keep that as schedule. Um, midweek is either going to be nerdcast or football stuff uh, throughout the rest of the summer. We, we get back on our, our normal football cadence uh, in August. So uh, obviously a special uh, thank you to our panelists. Um, you can find uh, Ben at halfspaces.com. He's not going to have Granada uh, ratings because um, would you, would you, dear listener, like you're sitting there like, well, why aren't we getting raised? Because you would, he'll have reviews for, for El Salvador. He has, I, I believe he already has reviews up for the uh, Morocco and Uruguay games. And by, yep. I believe, I mean, I've read them. They're good. You should listen or read them. You should listen to us, read him. Um, you can find him on Twitter at BL Herald. Uh, he is the one who is uh, like actually breaking things down and not just doing shit posts. That's usually me. Uh, you can find Kevin on Twitter at Kev underscore Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski, uh, for, for those of you who like to uh, get spellings out of your pronunciation. Um, if you can find him on Reddit, let us know. Weather, MLS, USMNT, let us know. Um, astrology girls. And astrology. I always forget the astrology. Um, you can find my co-host at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 um, Tweet him exactly what you think about the uh, economy of Granada. I'm interested. You can find me at Diamonds Esquire. Uh, Basically, I don't tweet from there, so you can follow it. You're not going to get much. Um, but I'm usually the guy at, uh, on the main account, at TLS underscore N underscore TTS. If it's not me, it's somebody else, um, but it's usually me. So uh, please give us a follow there. We will get our Instagram up and running just as soon as uh, Kevin gives us a picture of 
Bigfoot. That will be our first post on Instagram. So uh, let us know. Uh, so uh, obviously, please selfies, like, selfies don't count. Selfies don't count. Uh, please like, subscribe, share. It says mom. Dude. Uh, please like, subscribe, share. Tell your friends. Tell your co-hosts. Tell your friend's mom. Uh, obviously, we like reviews. Um, and dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.